Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 439th ever show of all around sports. We're each Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston. You go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the Phoenix Suns, who yesterday swept out the Denver Nuggets and their MVP, Nikola Jokic, who was ejected near the end of the third quarter. Uh, And it was highlighted by what caught my eye was obviously the ejection of the MVP from their their last-ditch fourth game. But with the way Devin Booker went right up to him, the Suns guard, and, uh, you know, gave him a piece of his mind. So I thought that really kind of defined the Suns and what they're doing right now. They, To me, they now have officially appear to have that championship look with their own big three and Chris Paul, who is simply playing like an MVP, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. Paul's leadership is the key to their run, in my mind. And after a decade of futility uh, and simply not being relevant, no other way to say it, they're now the darlings of the NBA, in my mind, and they are super fun to watch. We had to push the ball up the court, and it is just a great brand of basketball. Uh, They had a great season. Uh, now they're having a great playoff, and I think it's just uh, fabulous and good for the Suns. Uh, they've really, really turned it around, and uh, the big turnaround is simply the arrival of Chris Paul. Where, you know, to go from last year where they were, you know, interesting, to this year where they are chasing a championship and they are now officially in the Western Conference Finals is quite a feat, no doubt. On the other side of the ledger. We have the Bucks nets in the Eastern Conference, and now Kyrie Irving has an injured ankle. So the big three of the Nets is now the big one, Kevin Durant. And they were basically going to him in the fourth quarter every single play yesterday. And uh, as the Bucks took him out, second time in a row at home, so now a gigantic uh, game looms, uh, which will be fun uh, tomorrow night, I believe, and it's just going to be great, uh, to say the least. Um, so, and NBA playoffs, front and center, very fun to watch. We're getting that, we're, we're, we're into the good stuff, not as many games, but the games we have are pretty darn good, or certainly. If they're not good games, they're certainly featuring the best the NBA has to offer. My bizarre story of the week is Novak Djokovic coming from down 2-0 to win the French Open yesterday in five sets. It was a riveting match yesterday uh, following a equally riveting, if not better, match against R- Rafael Nadal on Friday afternoon into the evening. That was awesome, beating Nadal and Clay in the French Open. Comes around about as often as a comet. Um, so it, it was just great stuff. And now you have to ask a question. I think Jokovic tied 
uh, Nadal and Federer uh, with great most major wins. Uh, so we're into the area now where we have to ask, is he the greatest ever tennis player? He may have the big number to prove it, which is simply most major wins. He's heading in that direction. Yesterday took went a long way towards accomplishing that feat. My low light of the week is the Boston Bruins losing to the New York Islanders, especially this year since hopes were exceedingly high. I've talked about how the town here in Boston has been on fire, all of New England, in fact. And everybody thought the Bees might be make, ready to make a run for the Stanley Cup. That ain't happening. And uh, uh, they, they, they got beat you know, pretty handily by the Islanders. It wasn't like they lost at the end of a game, six or seven by one goal type of deal. They were handled. And so we're at a point now where, you know, we the Bruins are, quote, sort of an old team with that core that's been around for a decade plus. Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, Brad Marchand, and the goalie, uh, who took a rask. And there's no athlete in Boston getting more heat right now uh, or for the past few weeks than Tuka Rask. It's just pretty nasty The on sports talk radio. His good, his, his good games are basically ignored, and his bad games are uh, featured in a nasty fashion. So we will see where that goes. Uh, I think his contract is up, and the Bruins have a pretty good young pretty good young goalie ready to go. He played a little bit during the Islanders series. So it is going to be uh, fascinating to watch, to say the least. And, you know, another thing about this time of year is, is suddenly great. Not only do you have the NBA and NHL playoffs, which we all love, uh, with a lot of games to watch, games every night, basically, in both sports. It's just been awesome. Uh, like I said earlier, it gets uh, fewer fewer games, but more awesome games, we hope. But we also have the Euro and the Copa going on in the world of soccer. Uh, and so all of a sudden there's nonstop soccer games <laughs> on and soccer brings out the passions of all these countries. You know, they're wearing their, uh, in both events, the Euro and the Copa, they're wearing their, uh, country's colors playing soccer as they would if they were in the Olympics. So it is, or the world cup. Uh, so it is really, really fun to just have that it's you know the games are on in the morning here in the afternoon into the evening I and mean, it's like they're on all day um so that's always fun when you at any moment in time on a weekday you can just tune into some soccer action so that's pretty good and uh so yeah it's turned into a great time of year uh here in mid-june and uh you know we're simply Loving it, to say the least. And uh, with that, let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? 
Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reingold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby, to join the show. The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, doing very well, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in, as always. And it sounds like you had a pretty exciting weekend out in Arizona covering a massive, big football event, correct? Yes, John. It was a fabulous event, the National Quarterback Club Awards Dinner and Hall of Fame induction ceremony at the Scottsdale Resort and McCormick Ranch in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I'm familiar with that. It's beautiful. Uh, Scottsdale is one of the great towns in America, period. I've spent a lot of time there. You and I were out there for the national championship together when uh, Alabama and Clemson played, I believe. And and I'm glad to hear you got to go back. How was it? Yeah, it was fabulous. You know, they had four inductees. It was James Shaq Harris of Grambling State in the NFL, Doug Williams, Grambling State, in the NFL, Kurt Warner, Northern Iowa, in the NFL, and then Roman Gabriel, North Carolina State, in the NFL. They were the four Hall of Fame inductees. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then they honored Tom Flores with a Legacy Award because he was the first Hispanic and minority to win a Super Bowl as the coach. He won two, and plus he was the first Hispanic to really start a professional football game way back 1960, the Oakland Raiders. <clears throat> so he's one of the one of the two people that I know of that won a Super Bowl as a player an assisting coach and a head coach. I think the other one is Mike Ditka. Wow. Now there's a name, Tom Flores, who really flies under the radar. I remember him. Certainly I remember him more as the Raiders quarterback, although he's a great coach. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. And he won two Super Bowls. But I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, you know, he first came into our living rooms as the Raiders quarterback, uh, which is impressive. And Way back. Way back, exactly. I, I grew up with him. Right. And, uh, Mm-hmm. So, wow, it just sounds fantastic, AP. Uh, those are big names, really big names, oh, household names. All oh, yeah, abs- oh, yeah, absolutely. And he won that Super Bowl as a backup to Kansas City. I think that was the 1970 Super Bowl, or I think that was one. Yeah, the uh, second Kansas one ever. Minnesota. No, and then, third, third. Right. 
Second one ever, yeah. Right. 69-70. The third Super Bowl. Yeah, he had the Kansas City first, then the Jets. I mean, the Jets was the third Super Bowl, so what was that? The uh, I think that was the fourth Super Bowl because it was, what, Kansas City, Oakland, the Jets, and then Kansas City again. I think that's the order. Yeah. Right, which established so he went Kansas and, City. Yeah, and that Kansas City victory established once and for all they were on par with the NFL as the merger was taking place. Yes. Uh, so yes, it was yes, seismic. Absolutely. Seismic Super oh, yes, Bowl win. Was. You know, Hank Strand. Yeah, it was huge. Otis Taylor. <laughs> yeah, Len Dawson. <laughs> Let's, let's, let's matriculate down the field, yeah. Let's, exactly. let's matriculate down There's, the field, boys, yeah. Of course, is, the famous line, right? Keep matriculating down the field, boys. Uh, yeah, I, AP, I remember where I was. I remember where I watched the game that day. That was, it wasn't the Jets' victory for importance, but it was 1A for sure. And yeah, I remember exactly where I was absolutely. watching that game as a teenager. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and uh, then John... Oh, yeah. And then, John, they honored the college quarterback of the year, and that was Matt Jones. Right. He was involved with the pro- protocol with the New England Patriots. So in in his stead, his parents accepted the award, Gordon and Holly Jones. Wow. So that was a nice moment as well. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, Matt Jones is yeah. about 20 minutes from where I'm talking right now over at the stadium. I think it's still uh, some type of camp occurring. Belichick smoked this morning, so you know that tells me it's uh, still active and going on for a few days, and uh, a lot of excitement for the Patriots and a lot of excitement for Mac Jones. AP, it's you know, it's obviously the Bruins have been kind of dominating sports talk radio, but that's over, and now it's front and center. Red Sox and Patriots, Celtics are also over. Uh, so it's the focus is really high, and Mac Jones is topic one. It really is, you know. The, well, let's just say the quarterback position. So. Yes. Oh, yes, for sure, because they drafted him number one the first, you know, in the first round. So that was different for the Patriots. That hadn't happened in a while. <clears throat> yeah, everybody's rooting for him. AP. He has. Uh, yeah. He has a, a, already a massive fan base. His mere presence and. Being picked, as you said, 15th first round, uh, I can't underestimate the excitement or overestimate the excitement for Mac Jones. It's awesome, uh, including me, including yeah. me, and I'm sure including <laughs> you too, but I'm a season ticket holder, so, you know, I could be yes. watching Mac play, uh, who knows, anything is possible, right? Could be as early as September, could be a year or two, who knows? But that's that's what we love. No. Who knows? That's the fun part. <laughs> oh yes, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that Max there really uh, can't wait to see him perform, and I, I think he'll do well. I just feel he has all the uh, ability with his arm strength and his accuracy, and then the mental capacity to absorb everything that Bill Belichick <clears throat> can put on the table. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a guy who played here for 20 years and won six Super Bowls. Um, <laughs> so, every, so, you know, the popular line up here, AP, is, you know, that Mac Jones isn't succeeding Tom Brady, he's succeeding Cam Newton. Uh, true, true, it may be. Uh, true that, as they say, but in reality, he is succeeding Tom Brady because of the comparisons him and Brady. He's the Brady clone. But anyway, I don't want to get too much into the Patriots. Sure, you know, no. I still want to stick with Arizona. Were there other uh, other big names out there uh, that you oh, might well, have encountered? Yeah, well, John, I, I, yeah, I just wanted to finish up on the awards. The high school oh, player okay. of the year was Please. Brock. Brock. Brock Vandegrift, University of Georgia freshman. He played in Georgia. He's about six foot five. Uh, He's got, you know, got all the the tools, so he'll be he'll be competing probably with J.T. Daniels at the University of Georgia, but he's a talented player. And then they had uh, a, the former or the punter of Ole Miss. He had this uh, lemonade stand, and he made raised like I think one hundred and ten thousand through the years since he's about ten, twelve years old. I believe he's from Minnesota originally. Uh, name of Brown, I believe it was Mac Brown, but they would give him a special award as well. He, that was a really a cool moment. Mac Brown, interesting name. Um, right, hey, where's right. the uh, yeah, I believe that's where's his the name. New Georgia? Where's Brock from? The New Georgia quarterback. Where? Oh, where oh you uh, high Brock, Brock. Yeah, he he went to a high school in Georgia. Um, played at a smaller school, 
I don't remember the exact time, but he'll yeah he'll be competing with JT Daniels, you know, the transfer from USC who showed up on campus last year. So that should be quite a from competition. USA. And Brock has like long hair, that type of thing. Yes, he does. Yeah, he has long uh, hair, and he he looks like a somebody said a hockey player more than a football player. But uh, yeah, he, he's he's a charismatic young guy. I had a chance to visit with him and his family. Very nice people, and uh, it should be fun to see what he does at Georgia. He, he's going to get his chance eventually, whether it's this year, or next year, or you know, the following year or whatever. Yeah, right, like Mac Jones. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. AP, when I hear 6'5 and long hair, I can't help but think of Trevor Lawrence. It doesn't sound like they have the same build, yeah. hockey player versus right. a pretty svelte guy. Yep. But uh, yeah. but nonetheless, yeah. he sounds a little bit like Trevor Lawrence uh, in a couple of areas. Oh, yeah. uh, is he that kind of talent? Potentially? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. But we're, yeah, we're going to find out. But um, he was the national high school quarterback of the year. Had big yeah. numbers over 10,000 yards, I think it was, you know. Yeah, so that sounds yeah, he, pretty good. He, but he, yeah, he's yeah, he's a little bit slightly thicker than Trevor, I would think. Trevor's a real thin. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, Brock a little bit more build to him. Yeah, but uh, so that should be a lot of fun thing. And like I said, that Mac Brown story that was a cool story. People want to read about him. The punter from Ole Miss had that lemonade stand and for ALS. Yeah, it's a great so story. He, that was quite, that. A, quite a story. Yes, yes, he's a young boy. Like I think he was ten or twelve when he started it. Yes, yeah. I mean, when I think of that, you know, ALS is so prevalent here because of Pete Frades, former Boston College baseball player, and of course will be forever remembered for the Ice Bucket Challenge, which was a massive national movement, to say the least. So, uh, right, yeah, right. ALS, that's, you know, a worthy cause. And Kurt Schilling, who lived here right in my town, as a matter of fact, still does. Of, of course, is a big right. representative with ALS, as you know. Uh, AP, any other awards or big names in the crowd? Uh, check it, you know, just that appeared. Uh, well, I tell you what, um, it was fun to see all those quarterbacks. You know, Jim Plunkett was here to support on Flores. Okay. Of course, he's a former Patriot quarterback. You know, won the Super Bowls with the Raiders. Of course, Jim Plunkett, overall, Roger Worley, uh, the the, the overall great number Cardinals one pick, uh, defensive way. back. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes, he was. Yeah, Jim Plunkett Plunk was. Roger Worley loved, was here. Loved Roger Worley. I remember him like it was so well. He was just the guy who <clears throat> got my attention, sort of like Tommy Casanova. Uh, you know, Roger Worley, yeah. defense back, was fabulous. Yeah, I think Roger, I know he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because he wore his uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame jacket. Him and his wife there you go. were here, and then he's in the co- yeah he's in the college football hall of fame, I believe as well. A fabulous player for Terrific. a long time, over ten years. It was yeah, it was twelve or fourteen years. Yes, and then Jim, uh, Jimmy Giles, uh, the tight end, primarily with the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, for Doug Williams, he was in four Pro Bowls, and uh, he's going to be inducted into the Black College Football Hall of Fame, which will I will be attending next week in Atlanta. So I'm excited oh, wow. for Jimmy. Jimmy is, again, just to add him to the list of household names that you've just mentioned. You know, Roger Worley, Jim Plunkett, Jimmy Giles. I mean, Jimmy Giles, I remember him so well as a tight end, uh, so productive, bowling over people. You know, when he caught the ball, defensive backs, even like Roger Worley, <laughs> weren't too thrilled that they might have to tackle him. Uh, and he had a no, great no, they career weren't. in Tampa Bay. Terrific. Hall of Fame oh, worthy, yeah. for oh, sure. Yeah, he- Oh, yeah, he's a triple threat type of person blocking on the edge for Ricky Bell at that time. Got him to the uh, 1979 NFC Championship game against the Rams. And then Jimmy could catch the ball. He could run through you. He could run around you. He could run down the sidelines. He had some 80-yard touchdowns. I mean, think of that. Oh, yeah. He was a tight end for the ages, what I call him, because he's, he was a big man, but he could run by you, which is phenomenal. He was the, the uh, precursor to some of these people you see now, way ahead of his time. Absolutely. And AP, did he also play on that same? That was a team with Leroy Selman, right? Correct. That's right. Played on that team when they played the Los Angeles Rams for the championship. Yeah, Doug Williams was the quarterback, so that was his favorite target. So, uh, yeah, Jimmy and Doug, they hooked up many, many times for, for big plays for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, quite a duo. And, you know, I spent the winter down in the Tampa Bay area and 
Uh, but I was on the Leroy Selman Expressway, you know, less than 50 times. <laughs> so <laughs> the name right, still right. lives there. Right. And by that, oh, yeah. the, the, the team, that team still lives in uh, Tampa yeah, Bay's yes. heart. Oh, yes. And, uh, John, uh, one more thing about Jimmy uh, going into the Black College Football Hall of Fame, played at Alcorn State, and he's from the state of Mississippi. Jimmy is the first offensive player in the ring of honor in that stadium for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That will give you an idea wow. of his um, uh, accomplishments. That says it all right there. That says it all right there for sure. And, uh, again, Pro Football Hall of Fame worthy for sure. And... Uh, and boy, that sounds great. As we head towards uh, closing out this segment, any other big names that uh, were there that you might uh, want to mention, or did you pretty yeah. much cover it? Yeah. No, no. Ricky Williams was there. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. Ricky Williams, the really? outstanding uh, Heisman Trophy winner from the University of Texas. Yes, he was right. here as well. Oh, my gosh. And the one that Mike Ditka yeah. gave up the whole draft for? Correct? Yeah, you think he gave up I mean, half of the city of New Orleans, I think. I, I yeah. believe that's yeah, he, how, how the deal went down. Yeah. He gave up his entire draft. Right. Uh, one of the coolest moves in the history of NFL drafting and and, and otherwise. I mean, I think Mike Ditka, the world loves Mike Ditka, and I think they loved him a little more when he made that bold move to get Ricky Williams and. Yeah, another household name, to say the least, for a whole yeah. variety of oh, reasons. Oh, yeah. And right. it's great. Right. Oh, yeah, he's savage. And, and John, I'm tra- I think that is the, the only names I can remember. That's quite a list, though, of former uh, Oh, my gosh, yes. Former, That's an unbelievable list. Former players. I, yeah, I think, I think I named them all, I believe. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Well, that's great. Boy, it just sounds like a terrific weekend. I'm glad you were able to make it out there and enjoy it. And Scottsdale, as I said, uh, before I forget, how hot was it? What was the temps? Oh, over 100 every day. You know, I think it got up on 105 or so. And it's supposed to be a, maybe 115 today. 115. That's I actually played. Yeah. I played mm-hmm. golf in 115 in Phoenix. And I'll never forget it. The rest of my life, uh, you know, yeah, I lived, <laughs> and uh, but what I always, yeah, it, it's just uh, you drink a lot of water, or whatever else your choice may be, and uh, you know, it, it's doable. I I golfed eighteen holes in one hundred and fifteen degrees, and uh, you know, nothing like it. Quite frankly, I mean, you just, uh, you know. Uh, are dealing with something that you know you're not used to if you unless you live there you, you can't describe it but i liked it i like yeah, the heat i do yeah. well with the heat some don't oh yeah no i i really enjoyed scottsdale and phoenix and everything i really enjoy it i like being here that's awesome ap sounds like it was fabulous thanks for sharing uh the event and and your time there and all the Household names that you had the opportunity to uh, interact with. And with that, it's time for our break. And sticking around on the line will be a, our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. 
From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show where's america listeners welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we talked about your spectacular weekend in Phoenix, mixing with some football legends. Uh, but moving on from that, we had other just massive news last week where the, uh, college football playoff might, it's, is recommended by a committee to go to a 12 game playoff. It's currently at four. As we all know, you and I have been to the national championship games under this format, and now they're talking 12, which is a big leap. I would have thought eight. It's getting a lot of chatter on both sides. I'll just start with, I want your opinion, but I'll start with one that uh, one sports broadcaster immediately tweeted out when it was announced, and it was RIP, regular season, and a lot of people were saying that. But I'm anxious to hear your thoughts. Oh, oh yeah, John. No, I have. I definitely have thoughts, but I just want to mention also about the event in Arizona. I spoke to Bo Nix and his dad, Patrick Nix. So Bo Nix, oh, yes. the Auburn quarterback. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, he was, he was the um, high school quarterback of the year a couple of years ago. That's why he was here. Okay. Um, you know, he has quite a pedigree, to say the least. His father was the Auburn quarterback, yes. correct? Pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, Patrick. I love that. And... Uh, AP, um, how, how was he? I mean, he, you know, Auburn, uh, big-time school, and, you know, kind of starting off the season with a pretty cool game that I think the nation will be tuned into, which is Auburn is traveling to Penn State on Saturday, September 18th for what might be a night game, and I'm hearing it might be, uh, quote, a stripeout. We all know the whiteout is typically Michigan or Ohio State. <laughs> And the rumor is, and I grew up near Penn State, so I have a lot of contacts down there. So, again, I think it's already been announced, AP, that it's going to be, uh, you know, the 8 p.m. ABC game on September 18th, Auburn, at Penn State. And a stripe out is simply where, you know, one section wears all blue, one section wears all white around the stadium. And when you talk 110,000, 
I'm guessing it's a pretty spectacular site. I went to the Whiteout 2019. It was beyond spectacular. So this game has a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of chatter going on in this game, boy. This is a big, it's, it's a cool way to have a game like this so early in September. Yes, absolutely. It's the first time they have played in the regular season. They played in two bowl games, and uh, Patrick, his dad, actually played against Penn State in the bowl game. Uh, that was both of those were in Florida. So mm-hmm. these are this is a home I series, I believe. So yeah, yep. so they're going to go up there. They got the new coach from Boise State, Brian Harson. So uh, Bo and his team will look different on offense. I think they're going to utilize the tight ends much more. And uh, I think Bo is going to probably be more effective with the the pass rush. Uh, you know, we spoke about the SEC. The distinguishing right. uh, part of that league is the big people that can move. There's there's many of them, and they get into the backfield. So you have, must have a strategy for when they get into the backfield. So get rid of the ball in a timely manner. Yeah, well, Bo started off his career at Auburn with a bang because I have a distinct memory AP of him pulling off a last-minute victory very against a big team very early in his career. Um, yes. Do I have that correct? Like on television? Absolutely. Oregon. Right. Oregon. Pete Oregon. Right. Oregon. I knew you'd know. <laughs> you, you're, you're, the, you're the encyclopedia, <laughs> the expert. <laughs> AP, it's a game, simply put, Penn State, Alabama at Penn State. Excuse me. I, it's it's tough to separate Auburn and Alabama, right? Um, well, I shouldn't say yes. that Alabama's yes. at a higher tier, but Auburn at Penn State, September 18th. Night game, ABC. Should be awesome. But AP, let's move on to the college football playoff. Uh, yes. You know, gigantic news. I mean, I want to, I think four is too few. You know, I'm, I'm sort of a more the merrier kind of guy. Give everybody a shot. Mm-hmm. So people, People are going to get a shot here. Oh, yes, with 12 teams, yeah. And the the interesting, some of the interesting things about it is let's take Alabama, for instance. If they have mm-hmm. the loss in the SEC championship, they will not receive a bye. Even if you consider right. them one of the best teams, they will not get a bye. And then you have Notre Dame because they're not in a conference. They will not receive a bye. So okay. now I think that the number, John, is you're going to have to win 16 games. Well, you know what, John? Uh, I'm thinking of the SEC championship. If you play 12 games, you play the SEC championship. That's 13. I think you, you know, there's a possibility you might have to win uh, 17 games. Oh, definitely. That, that, that's you know, one you know, of the big you know, drawbacks. You know, you yeah, you don't have to win 17, but you'll play in 17 if you're a, it's you conce- get a bye. It's exactly right, AP. It's conceivable, and that is one of the top top topics. Regarding the twelve games, uh, excuse the twelve teams, and that it's conceivable a team could play seventeen games, which is basically NFL season uh, for you know students who aren't being paid. Period. <laughs> you know, not to mention what it might do right. to their uh, bodies on the you know injury front, that type of thing. You know, and we've already seen people starting to sit out bowls if they're not for if they're not in the CFP Final Four and. Uh, you know, you get to 17 games. Like, no, I, I can't imagine anybody sitting out a game in a, quote, playoff uh, setting. But AP these days, you never know. But anyway, regardless, um, you know, it's going to give a lot of teams a lot of opportunity. What I find out interesting is, you know, it's going to stretch over three weeks. I mean, I love it. It's, it's going to be obviously like the NFL playoffs. They're incorporating the bowls, and I find that pretty interesting. Can't wait to find out which bowls they're incorporating. Uh, is it the big four? Is it the second right. tier? I, I assume it's the big four, but you never know. And uh, one no. thing's for sure, yeah, I've been to a Rose Bowl, tell. and you never you never know what the Rose Bowl is going to do. So that's intriguing. No, I, yeah, I, I think the Rose Bowl is probably not happy. Right. Because, because I think me. they can get a game. Yeah, they could get a game between two teams that, probably nowhere in the history have played in that game. Correct. The so game is rooted in a Big situation. Ten. Yeah. Yeah, the game right. is rooted in Big Ten versus Pac-12 and, you know, all that goes with it, including down to, you know, 
teams teams and their fans coming out of the snow to the California sunshine. I've always said, you know, since I was a little kid, it was my number one on my bucket list, you know, the sun setting over the San Gabriel Mountains, 100,000 people in the Rose Bowl, nothing like it. I went in 95, Penn State, Oregon, and it was right. It, right. it, it, it exceeded all my expectations. Uh, and I went to the parade that morning as well, up at 4 a.m. So nothing like it. Nothing like it, AP. And that's no. what the Rose Bowl no. is. And the Rose Bowl's holding on to that, AP. They're not going to give it up easily. They're, they're heritage, no. shall we say. No. There's no way, yeah. No way. So that'll, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think they're completely thrilled with this idea, but the game moves forward and leaves everybody behind if you're not willing to accept the new terms of, of the playoff situation. So there, there's, they don't have the leverage they did years ago. Correct. But if anybody is going to stand their position, I think they already did something within the past year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, along those lines, if anybody is going to s- stand with their position and not be movable, it would be the Rose Bowl. Uh, yes. In the same light, you know, it's 2021. 20, they want to be involved in, you know, the, the big college play, football playoff too. So that'll be interesting to watch. So that's why I brought it up, AP. I, I find the, you know, the, that intriguing these playoff games – are, are going to be actual bowl bowl games are going to be actual playoff games so that's going to be fun to watch right. oh yeah well, AP yeah, I'll enjoy it <laughs> oh yeah yeah hey you know more football at the end of the day what do we want more football we'll get more football so I'm in <laughs> I'm in for 12 teams AP I really am uh, but it's time for our last break so why don't we take that now and still a few more things to get to on the other side Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry has known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the NBA playoffs tonight. Sixers at Hawks and Jazz at Clippers, they're in the uh, both have big playoff implications. Uh, it's neither are eliminate. I don't think either is an elimination game, but they're certainly important. And let's not forget this week the U.S. Open play will begin on Thursday, and the traditional Father's Day ending on Sunday. So, AP, that'll be pretty cool. The U.S. Open out of Torrey Pines in California on Father's Day. Uh, That'll be an awesome event. Uh, I'm going to plan to eat early, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> but, um, <clears throat> yeah, John, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, the rest of the summer, all these, you know, getting back into sports and yes. everybody being present and just it, it's, it feels so great to be out and, and seeing people and being part of events. Oh, it is. I mean... I'm glad you said that. The Chicago Cubs, uh, full capacity, the team is on a winning streak, being tied directly to the arrival of fans, finally. They just opened last week, and to our listeners out there, if you haven't seen it, there's a fabulous clip. Uh, Bill Murray sang the Take Me Out to the Ball Game song in the seventh mm-hmm. inning as they play for every game and often have a celebrity and it's a, one of one of the top renditions i've ever seen at wrigley the place went absolutely crazy bill murray added a lot of narrative after his singing and it was just quite a scene and it was it was an it was a sports back moment it really was like that's going to be remembered you know, with a handful of events that, like, really let people like me and everybody else know, like, wow, it's really back. Seeing Wrigley full on a sunny afternoon with Bill Murray singing. There was nothing like it. It was just <laughs> a couple of days ago. So, right, right. Just, so you're right, AP. You know, we're seeing more and more full stadiums. We've got the Copa and the Euro going on with not full, but... A lot of fans over there in Europe and South America. So it's you know, we're all in this together, that's for sure, like nothing else in our lives since World War Two. And uh, so, you know, watching a game in Europe, St. Petersburg, for instance, I watched the Russia game last week that they hosted. And it wasn't full, but it, it certainly sounded like it was full in AP. You know, even that, like it, it just... Every one of these events I see is a boost that's coming back, really back in some cases. Oh, yes, yeah. <clears throat> and the college football, John, I mean, I think yes. those fans are going to be packed this year, college football. Well, exactly. Uh, I've been wondering about why, well, just, just as I described the Penn State game, AP. Penn State has, just for yeah. anyone, I wouldn't have brought it up if this hadn't happened. Penn State had announced a, a month or so ago, at least, that they were going full capacity this season. And Penn State full capacity is 110,000. I've been in the stadium a mere, whatever, 18 months ago. And you are side by side, make no mistake about it. Uh, but I don't think there'll be, uh, I have no doubts it'll be a sellout on September 18th and probably every other game, especially with the appetite bigger because we didn't have games last year. But AP down south, yeah, SEC. Given uh, everything going on uh, with the South and SEC, uh, they'll be selling out every game, no question. And are people are the stadiums at full capacity? I assume they are. You know, come. Yeah, a lot of them came out. Yeah, a lot of them came out and said they would be. So good. I I would, you know, seriously doubt that anybody in the SEC is not full capacity. Exactly right. Yes, I I drove by the South Carolina Stadium when I was in Columbia maybe a year and a half ago, and. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a big stadium, 
And just an example, I've been to the swamp. You've been to every one, so you know, what do I know? You yes. live down there. <laughs> the SEC yeah, will be every, the every... leader. As they're the yeah, leader yeah, in all yeah. facets of college football, they, in my mind, will be the leader, meaning they will be the you know, first conference to announce every single team is full capacity. And if there are any that haven't done that, they will all follow quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. No yeah, they sure will. Oh, yeah. So uh, I, I think all the cities, all those communities across the SEC in America, they're thrilled because it'll revive those places and everybody will benefit economically for certain. I mean, it's it's huge money, John. It's it's it seriously uh, impacts the, the rest of the year for them. Right, especially the ones located in small towns like State College, <clears throat> obviously not SEC, that's Pennsylvania, but Gainesville. You know, I was in Gainesville not long ago, a couple months ago. Uh, you know, yes. that's the perfect size that I think we're describing. Tuscaloosa would be another one, I'm guessing, and on and on, Starkville, and on and on and on. There's, you know, six, eight dates a year that make or break their, uh, you know, their living. <laughs> you know, yes, yeah, oh, sure, does. it sure does, yeah, sure. and and you can't get a hotel room, John, for two days. Well, that's in those it. Towns. Yeah, and I poked around uh, for the Auburn game, AP, and uh, there's no hotels with hotels that I've seen before for past games are already booked for that date. Uh, Fifty miles out, minimum, and I'm sure it's even further than that. I grew up in Altoona, Pennsylvania, and all health, uh, 20, right. uh, half an hour from Penn State, all Altoona hotels are booked. That has not happened in the right. past when you look in June. It just hasn't. Uh, so it's no. exciting. And, and let's not forget, the NFL has announced all their teams are at full capacity. I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders will have right. fans at the stands for the first time for a Raiders game this September so. Great topic. I love that you brought oh, it yes. up. It all ties into the college football playoff, which was the news of last week, the biggest news. And we talked about it in the previous segment, and, and it's exciting to see because there are going to be developments. A couple committees, whatever, are about to say yay or nay in the next week or two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the NFL, I mean, they're, they're the leader. Really, like, when they make a oh, yeah. move, everybody kind of follows. No doubt about it. But they, they, they dot their I's and, and, you know, cross their T's, meaning they would have interacted with all 32 governments, you know, and that govern their area. So, AP, we're at the end of the show. Another great show with you. Thank you so much for calling in and providing your expertise. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, John. Thank you very much. Thank you. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend and we'll talk sports again next week.